Um, all right. So this is episode three of the BS podcast presented by, sponsored by, hosted by the Burn Shop. Boom. Boom. Yes. And who's the Burn Shop? Me. Yeah. Who are and you? My team. Yes. Oh, yes. oh yeah. I'm you. Keith. Who are you? Yeah, I'm you're Keith. Keith, yes. Keith Weiniger, owner, operator. Extraordinaire. Proprietor. <laughs> Presidente. <laughs> and the other person talking. Presidente talk- yeah. the burn shop. <laughs> the other person talking right now is. Josh Whitaker. Josh Whitaker. The. Best friend. Third Josh leg. Whitaker. The third <laughs> leg of the burn shop barbecue cook team stool. Of the tripod. Of the tripod. Stool. The stool. Yes. <laughs> I was trying to steal David's thunder, but he didn't, he didn't bite. <laughs> <laughs> so we are in the world headquarters. I'm the best friend. <laughs> that's what I was going for. Like, Wait a minute. <laughs> no, that's Stevie. Oh, first best friend. First best friend. But we're in we're uh, in the world headquarters of the Burn Shop at 815 Ohio, Wichita Falls, Texas, downtown Wichita Falls, Boom. Texas. Downtown Wichita Falls, Texas. Downtown. There's Ooh. a song that goes there. Yeah. What are you thinking about? Yeah. That's all I know. That's all you know. Okay. That's it. That's all I got. So and cut. <laughs> yeah, it's been a little while since we've been together, guys. Uh, we kind of had a few things happen in our lives since the last life. time we did this. Uh, COVID, yep. COVID hit the Weiniger household. Yep, only Addie. one though, right? Yep, Addie got COVID. My youngest daughter uh, lost her tense of, tense, sense of taste and smell. Uh, other than that, she was still the same Addie. <laughs> I will say, having had COVID, the lack the uh, lack of sense of smell and taste is very weird because you don't yeah. notice it at first. And then you're like, this doesn't taste normal. Then you go, I can't smell anything. And I'm here three, four months out from COVID and I still can't really smell anything. Really? So what was it that she know? Like, what, what was she trying to eat when she was like, uh, I can't taste this? It was, we were at breakfast. We were at breakfast. And she's like, what was it? Was it cereal or it's something, toast? It's no, something or, no, no, no. It was waffles with syrup. Yeah, she's I was like, like something very I can't taste yeah. the syrup. That's weird. The coffee's what got me. I was yep. like, oh, my coffee tastes like nothing. Yep. Scott yeah. Manley was in here the other day. I did WF. Yeah. And uh, he had it back around Thanksgiving, and he said he still can't stand coffee. Like, he's a coffee drinker and can't stand drinking. Yeah, it just I can't tastes who, like bitter water. Yeah, I can't remember who was yeah. telling me that. Of all the things, like they, they couldn't taste, but when they drank coffee, it had a flavor, but it was like a repulsive flavor yes, to them. Yeah. And then your other daughter, Haley, had a gymnastics oh, accident. Yeah. So um, she she's not as, night, she's not uh, as graceful as she thought she was. Yeah. Friday night, about two weeks ago, she's uh, got a friend spending the night, and they're doing handstands in her room. And next thing I know, I'm trying to get ready and take a shower, and Haley comes in there and says, "Daddy, I need your help. I need your help. I need your help." And I swear she was trying to prank me. Like, I don't know what. I, her and her friend have got something up their sleeve. She's trying to prank me. And like, if finally, I, I can see the look on her face. I was like, okay, this isn't a prank. Like, what's wrong? She's like, I was doing a handstand on my head, and I fell, and I heard a loud pop in my shoulder. I was like, oh, crap. So, and, I mean, and she was calm at this point. Five minutes goes by, and now she's hysterical and pain yep. and hurt, and yeah, took her to the ER, and she broke her collarbone. So poor thing. How long was she in a she? She's not in a sling she's not anymore. Not sling anymore, but she was in a sling for ten days, and she's fine now. Yeah, I mean, it was um, the choice was surgery and a scar, or 
a bump. Yeah. And she decided to go with the a bump. bump. Yeah. A bump is yeah. better than a scar. Yep. I don't know. Scars are cool. But <laughs> for a girl. Yeah. Especially yeah. a young girl. Yeah. So can't do it. Yep. So we're back in the swing of things now. How's how's the shop going? Dude, um, several big signs going right now. We've got one going for the BSM. We've got one going for the Christmas store around the corner. Uh, we've got one going for Falls Town Dental. Seems like there's one. Oh, Child Care Partners. Child Care oh, Partners. Oh, yeah, for the new facility. Yeah. And that, one, that sign is going to be really, really cool. Oh. Um, kind of similar to the chamber sign. It's three-dimensional, and uh, you can read it from both sides. So it's going to be a really, really cool one. Cool. Um, yeah. Colby knocked it out of the park on that one for sure. So who's Colby? Colby is uh, Colby's one of my welders. So um, we've got Colby and Daniel in the back welding for me. Um, both of them are excellent welders, products of the uh, – oh, Colby's a product of the CEC, the Career Education, Education Center, Center here the, in town. Yeah, through, through the, the high schools. Yeah, high school. Yeah. Um, and both of them – well, Daniel's a graduate of Vernon College – uh, welding school and Colby is currently in Vernon College Welding School. I think this is his last semester. Both guys are fantastic welders. Fantastic welders. Um, they both got a little bit of growing to do to, you know, learn my tendencies. Like I expect everybody to read my mind. You, you, you mean your OCD? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. That, that's what you meant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I expect everybody to be able to read my mind and they can't yet. So um, they, they've got some learning to do. And then we've got Ethan up front. He's our uh, he's our designer extraordinaire. So he designs it, sends it to me. I cut it, and uh, I send it to Colby and Daniel, and they'll weld it up if need be. And a lot of times we don't have any welding to do as far as what we cut on the table. It's grates or yeah, whatnot. So yep. that stuff just gets shipped out. But yeah, I mean we stay busy. And I know we this, stay hooked up. This past week, Facebook has been blowing up. There's been more messages coming in through Facebook than I've yeah, seen in a long Yvonne's time. Yeah, I think has got maybe a couple of uh, – Yvonne, my wife. Has some ads going on. Yep, and I think like she's that. got some ads going on. She does all of our uh, social media and marketing and um, takes care of all the books and makes sure that I uh, don't overspend. <laughs> I will say I've been noticing the uh, Which is tough. activity on Facebook recently. I was going to say something about that. It's been good. Yeah. In fact, one of the ads that I really very much liked was a post – advertising this beautiful smoker behind us here that we'll get to eventually. But um, oh, we can talk about it now. Yeah. I'm very much Dude. excited about this. I can't tell you how excited I'm about this. I have, I have not smoked an offset in a couple of years and I'm wanting to go back to offsets because this thing is. Well, I like what you named it. Smokezilla. Smokezilla. <laughs> yeah. So um, it'd be awesome to have that thing, that, that firebox just packed full, packed full of dude. wood and just oh man, really billowing I, smoke. Honestly, I don't know what would happen if you packed it full of wood. Uh, the firebox is a 24-inch cube. And um, I called the guy and said, hey, uh, the guy that is buying it, and said, hey, I haven't built one of these smokers in a few years. So I'm kind of wanting to you know, do a little bit of a test fire back behind the shop. Do you mind? We haven't painted it yet. So... You know, it's still going to be brand new and pristine. The inside is just going to kind of already be pre-seasoned for you a little bit. And he said, let her rip. <laughs> um, we did. We did. Uh, I think that was last week. We didn't have any wood. I just took a bag of charcoal off the shelf, 10-pound bag of uh, Jealous Devil. We threw that in there in the charcoal basket that's inside the firebox and lit it up. And, dude, in 
probably about 30, 30, 45 minutes, we were humming at 300 degrees on that, <laughs> on that offset, which is uh, typically hotter than you would want to cook on an offset. Right, right. Um, but I was just, you know, kind of trying to test its limits a little bit and, and see where it wanted to go. And we just kept it wide open for a couple of hours. Well, I saw it on your, whenever you went live with it. Yeah, we uh, went live on, on Instagram. On Instagram. It. Like you're able to adjust the dampers and all that kind of stuff that like barehanded, weren't you? Oh yeah. It's crazy it, how much, it's, how it draws so well that the, that the, the air intake doesn't even get hot. We were probably, my hand was probably two inches away from burning flames. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I could hold it on the intakes for as long as I wanted because it didn't get hot. Those guys knocked it out of the park on that. There are some sweet looking welds on this thing. Yeah. The thing is a <laughs> absolute beast. Yeah. So it's all quarter inch and three sixteenths plate that uh, that we welded up and rolled into a smoke chamber. Twenty four inch cube firebox, twenty four by forty eight uh, main cooking chamber, um, and then on the other end we've got a twenty two by thirty by thirty six um, just warming holding box um and i'm thoroughly impressed with how well that thing draws and how well it performs if you want to check this out go over to our facebook page search uh search the burn shop um on facebook you'll go uh your search will be the burn shop wf um if you're on instagram the underscore burn underscore shop we've got pictures of this thing and if you get on Instagram, you can see, uh, you can watch the video of us uh, kind of demonstrating and we weren't cooking on it. Yeah, but, just playing with but it. But we were playing with it for sure. And um, yeah, it's extremely impressive. I'm uh, I'm kind of jealous. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> well, um, so you play with that. What, you guys cook anything else this past week? This past week, dude, we've probably got a, I don't know, what, three weeks, four weeks since our last podcast? Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, yep. I've not cooked a lot because the weather's been... You did some steaks? Not bad. I Scallops? Mean, well, I'll tell you a funny story, actually. This is actually a self-deprecating story. I am a, a two-time state champion. <laughs> two, one more than either of these two gentlemen here. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's my... Pat yourself on the back. Don't, don't break your shoulder. No, I'm patting myself. I have a trophy. Don't break your collarbone. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, so in my household, my family's quite accustomed to top-end steak cooking, much like all of our spouses are. My Weber has been, uh, it's broken. And so I've been basically putting it together with a Band-Aid every time I cook on it. And so <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, uh, I was like, I'm going to go buy some ribeyes. I'm going to buy some scallops. We're going to just, we're going to cook up a nice meal. It's going to be great. And so I, I get the Weber going and I walk outside and I realize very quickly, I can't get the Weber above about 425, which it'll cook food. Oh yeah. But it's not gonna do what i needed to do to do a normal comp style like really well seared steak dude and it would still be better than that steak you cooked in uh <laughs> oh man <laughs> yeah the uh, the <laughs> sca yeah my, Gosh, my worst cook and i'll tell that story in a little bit but um so i i get done like the food is okay i i'm walking in like knowing the fat didn't fully render and knowing the sear is not that good and so and Huli, my wife, like she's well aware of what a good steak cooks like, uh, tastes like now because she's had so many great, just delicious steaks. She's had, she, she's had quite a few of my steaks. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. Fun fact, Huli judged that first steak hook off and she'll still to this day laugh at how bad David's steak was. <laughs> Not really. I'm just I know, I know, I know. 
Yeah. It was orange. Yeah. She was actually a fan <laughs> of the steak you made, and then she was the one that said, like, David's hey, steak's really good. I'm like, but it's black. It's covered in hardcore carnival. <laughs> but no. <laughs> but, all right, finish. Uh, so anyway, so I served the food. I was all good and grand. And then she, uh, you know, she looks at me lovingly and says, like, it's time to get you a new grill because I need you to make steaks like you normally make, not like you've been making. <laughs> like you used to. Like you're used <laughs> to. not as good as you used to be. And, and when her, her comment was with nothing but love because she loves my food. But, you know, it is what it is. My Weber is, di- is dying of slow painful death, so I need to get a PK or something. But uh, I've done that. I also, when I came to your shop a few months ago, last month, we made baby backs. Yeah. Uh, I had never made those before I've always been spare ribs, St. Louis style spare ribs been what I've been done in competitions. That's what I make at home. And I love the ones we cook. Yeah. So I actually went and bought a couple of racks to cook those up and just loved them. They were yeah. super, I mean, super easy, low maintenance. You don't have baby to do backs are typically easier to cook They're, than St. Louis style. You don't, uh, gotta, you don't gotta spritz too much, kind of season forever. So um me, most recent cooks, um We've been working on the bathroom up here at the burn shop. Um, again, my buddy Justin. I feel like we always talk about my buddy Justin. We, we just need to have him on here sometime. We do because uh, it, it, it'd be like having would, Boomhauer from Oh gosh, yeah, from King of the Hill on here. Yeah, but super redneck. He'd have some good stories though. Um, so we've been working on the bathroom. Our bathroom looks like uh, the Taj Mahal now. Like it's probably one of the nicest bathrooms the, in downtown Wichita Falls. The, the, the art is magnificent. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love the art in there. Yeah. What's the art? Describe it. It's the uh, scene from Dumb and Dumber. Whenever uh, I can't remember the names, but Harry. he has a la- Harry gets has the laxatives. <laughs> and I haven't seen that yet. Yeah. I was talking about doing the bathroom. We uh, we cooked a pig head. Oh yeah, yeah you did finish. Head. Yeah, yeah. We you you teased that last pig. time. Yeah. Yes. How did that go? Um, the cook went well. We did it while we were working on the bathroom, and I didn't want to do it, but Justin. Was convinced you okay. he's like we're cooking this big head <laughs> okay well, i guess we're cooking a big head then so um yeah it was okay we turned it into tacos so i now know why pig heads which is like it was 16 pounds of pig head i now know why they cost 12 bucks because there's not much meat in there <laughs> there's next to no meat this kind of leads into our topic for this this uh podcast we want to talk about equipment Okay. Stuff that we use, stuff yeah. that we like, our favorite things. And, and you know, disclaimer, we are not sponsored by anybody. So anybody that burn we talk about, well, the the, shop, besides David. the burn shop, but the products that we talk about and all that kind of stuff, there's no compensation Nobody's or anything like that. Us. Nobody's paying us that you're hearing. They're free to pay us if they would like yes. to. Yeah. Yes. Yes. We'll, we'll we're, we're, we're not suggesting that we're not open to it. Right. But our, but our, our comments tonight are not being influenced no bias by correct unless they want to influence us but they're not influenced <laughs> now anyways yes there you as go. of right now no influence all right so the PK, first thing feel free to influence me <laughs> <laughs> hint, hint. Hint, yep all right so the first thing we got on here is fuel so everybody knows our favorite thing to cook on is propane right yeah <laughs> yes. yep. Yep. So. that'd be a negative no, so it, it's propane pretty propane accessories. accessories. Yep, but we pretty much know that we're we're going to be open fire, live fire cookers, and so um, wooden charcoal, wooden charcoal. But all right, so wood around here is either going to be mesquite, pecan, or oak. Typically, yeah, yeah. Word. I don't like cooking with mesquite. I don't either. 
So I, did, strong I always cooked with mesquite in the beginning. Yeah. Always. I mean, it well, you was go out so Whole readily have, yeah. available. Yeah. I mean, that's all I free mesquite on. anytime you go out and check the leases. drive down our house near Greg Road and literally pick up as much mesquite wood as your heart exactly. desires. Oh, so for sure. Chop down and land. Yeah. So um, for all of those that have never been to the wonderful city of Wichita Falls, um, <laughs> I think the, uh, the official tree of Wichita Falls would have to be the mesquite tree. Yeah. I mean, I have, there's two houses in my neighborhood that have mesquite trees in their front yard and yeah. I live in a neighborhood in, it's, it's, it's not a new development so, by any means. Yeah. For anybody that doesn't know what a mesquite tree is, it's it's a like, trash tree. It's the tree of Satan. <laughs> like it grows like three inch thorns. I, I mean, and beans. It grows beans. It does. It, it, it does. Then grow more mesquite trees. Yeah. <laughs> they grow more mesquite <laughs> trees. Yeah. So the next thing you know, way. you've got a field full of mesquite trees. And for those who don't know, you can grow mesquite gra- uh, in pretty much any soil. Yeah. It doesn't matter. But. I mean, but around here in North Texas, everybody, I mean, it's so readily available. Everybody thinks that you're supposed to cook with mesquite. If you're going to cook barbecue, you cook with mesquite. I don't agree with that. I think it has, it's too strong of a flavor. It cooks too hot also. It has a very acidic flavor. Yep. Yep. So it's 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 good on, it can be good on like brisket. Uh, Brisket can take it. Brisket can take it. Steaks can take it. I like it on steaks just fine. Beef. Beef. Beef can take it. I don't like it on much else. Yep. Beef can take it, Mes- but yeah, it's cook, just a, take, fine. Anything else, I'm kind of wary. But and see, and there's it's a pecan. really strong smoke. I mean, pecan's good, but see, you know, it, it's a people want to. It's pecan's a it's a mellow. premium. Pecan, pecan's real mellow. It's yep. very. It's more expensive. What I did for a long time was buy oak and and, and pecan and mix the two together. You got that nice like oak smoke, but you got that nice mellow flavor of, of pecan. Yep. But I think the consensus between all three of us that it really, oak. it's oak. It's yeah. oak. Post yeah. oak. Yeah. Yep. We're Texas barbecue. Yep. So, and then whenever we throw in, you know, when we're grilling and things like that, we're going to be using charcoal. Um, I've gotten to where I love B&B lump. That, that's my go-to. I was using Kingsford Blue Bag. You know, it was easy to get. You know, Keith and I, we had a pallet a couple of years ago. Yeah. But just, you know, I've... I, I just love B and B now. Uh, if I, I haven't bought anything but that for about the past six months now. It was the doing this fire table, asado table, open fire stuff. It's so handy to use that to get it started, and I throw logs on top of that. But, um, I know you might have a different uh, opinion on charcoal now. I mean, I like Jealous Devil. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Um, I've got a palette of their Max briquettes here in the shop. Um, like it a lot. Yep. It burns long. It burns clean. Um, it's super hot. Yeah. Um, and they got the best packaging. Oh yeah. In the business. It is cool. Resealable cool bags. Re- resealable waterproof handle. bags. Yeah. Resealable waterproof bags with a poor handle. Uh, yeah. They, they really took that into consideration when they made their products. There. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Josh, do you have a preference? Well, I mean, I've always been, I started off on stick burner, so I like oak and pecan wood. I established that already. Um, I buy Kingsford Blue just because it's so readily available at Sam's yeah. for like fifteen bucks. But yeah, I mean it's um, the, and when they the holiday sales when yeah. Fourth of July, you know, I haven't seen one of those. In they didn't do one. Yeah, I, I, have, I guess the COVID must have. Could have. Everybody was buying Kingsford in, in in mass because it was being at home cooking all the time. But, yeah. Kingsford um, wasn't hurting. <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> I, I'm new to Jell's Devil. I really I don't know how to cook with it yet. It does burn forever and hot, and that's really cool. Yeah, you um, don't use a full chimney. 
Yeah, you don't have to. I learned it the hard way. I, I, I'm used to doing full chimneys, so I did a full chimney, and I had fresh coals left over, which I was blown away by that. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know. I'm still kind of experimenting. I really I like wood. I think wood has a better flavor. It's a lot more labor. So if I'm going to my drum cooking with charcoal, a combination of Jealous Devil and Kingsford Blue, I do like the B&B lump. I'm, I'm with David on that one. It's a really yeah. good product. My only thing with lump, especially like when you're cooking in a drum, is just the inconsistency. Yeah. yeah. yeah so you might have like a whole section of that basket that's, you know, little bitty chunks that you're trying to burn through and, and then you, you get over that great big hunk or yeah. whatever. It's also messy. You've got a, you get a flare up or yeah. no, that, that makes temperature sense. spikes. So that's the thing that I have always liked about a, about just a briquette in general. Yeah. Um, but the Jealous Devil, once I kind of got the hang of cooking with it in the drum, like, I just, I, yeah, I don't see myself going back. I mean, whenever I started using that fire table, I would go through a bag of B&B with one cook. Yeah. And yeah. so that, that got out of hand real quick. So I, I will start with a, with a good pile of lump, then I'll throw logs on it and build my embers with logs. Absolutely. I mean, uh, yeah. you want to talk about inefficient ways to cook. Oh, yeah. Fire, fire table is the like, most inefficient. <laughs> I like B&B's oak hardwood. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's why I use that's the brown the, bag. The brown yeah. bag. And so I like that one because it, it provides a lot of flavor and you can throw it on top of a bag of charcoal and just get a little a little, little extra little, little extra kiss yeah. of some oak hardwood. Um, a little razzle dazzle. Yeah. Let's talk about original natural though. <laughs> the original stuff we got is just started. Oh yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that. From from, from Ukraine. From, yeah. Ukraine. Dude, that stuff was amazing. It was. Stuff. So this was. stuff was literally how did you how did you meet the guy that sold this stuff? Um it was a weird chat room. <laughs> I, honestly I don't remember how com. started. <laughs> I, he, I don't remember how it started. At some point he wanted me to like just buy everything he had. Me and Keith several hundred pallets about how to buy like his inventory and it was just ultimately not a feasible thing. Yeah. But we were like, we could have it for we could have an unlimited supply of original natural yeah, for years. Dude, yeah. my shop would was, like I wouldn't be able to work because my shop would be so, so chock full of charcoal. <laughs> but he had like a shipping container like uh, a several. full yeah, just full several. of charcoal. Yeah. This yeah. stuff just got hot. It just got really hot. It burned forever. And it was clean. And it was clean. Like the food tasted good. Or it, it burnt down completely. I mean, I, or, or Jealous Devil is probably the best charcoal I've seen since that stuff. Yeah. But, um, best briquette. Briquette. Yeah. Correct. But, um, and they do make lump. They yeah. do make lump and char logs also. But, um, I, I, and I've tried their lump and it's, it is mm-hmm. good stuff. The thing that I like about Jealous Devil and going back to like their lump is, dude, it doesn't have that poppiness. See, that's that's fun with getting a lump charcoal started. And to, I say that now until I probably burn down my backyard this summer. <laughs> but, but usually that poppiness is like it's moisture. A, a sign of moisture yeah. in the woods. So like B and B is not cooking all the moisture out of their charcoal. It, it it just makes it, you do it for the gram. Oh, Fogo, for, for that matter, Fogo's the same way. Yeah. Fogo pops. Yep, yep. Fogo pops. So that's what I like about the about the Jealous Devil is like you don't get that pop. Uh, um, the wood is like a South American hardwood. It's called quebracha. Um, Ooh, he's getting technical oh, now. Big man. word, big man. word. But yeah, it's super cool wood. Then it's the same stuff that Fogo uses. It's and uh, the Cabracha wood. And the, the folks over at Jealous Devil, they're pretty cool guys too. Yeah. yeah. And gals. Yes. Forgot about and that. And gals. Yep. Yep. 
I will say when it comes to field, shout out to Tiger. It's a good thing to experiment and just try different things. I was whenever friends of mine will, will reach out and be like, "What do you cook with?" The answer is never the same. It's always like, "Well, right now I'm using this." It's, yeah. What for? I don't know. I'm just trying something I have different. To yeah, it. trying something different. <laughs> yep. And I encourage people to always try something different. You'll eventually find a groove, and that groove will unlock and unleash some really cool recipes that you'll come across. But you know, yeah. there's no one answer. I don't think. No, I I agree with that. I mean. I'll cook with anything. I mean, I think both times I've won state comps, I've used B&B. How many times have you mentioned that? Twice. Just in two one times podcast. for two wins. But Man, I think it's more than twice. Yeah, I think so too. Well, I'm not keeping count though. No, the point, the point <laughs> of me saying that though is that like, you know, I, I hey, don't Josh, use B&B. Josh, how many state comps have you won? Two. Okay. That was three. How many do you want? Uh, one. Keith, how many you? I taught both of you dudes how to cook the steak. So, so he, he avoids so, answering the question. I, I feel like every time you guys win one, you, you win like it. Share, you wanted to share yes. with the victory. So that's like the Tom Brady and Bill Belichick argument. Like who, who actually wins? We'll find out ones? Sunday. We'll find out on Sunday. <laughs> I think everybody forgets that Tom Brady was a cheater. He, he does have squishy bow, balls. Bow, bow. He, he, yeah. That squishy I mean, balls. Greatest of all time, but nobody's talking about Deflategate anymore. So are you suggesting I cheated or what's going no, on? No, I'm just suggesting that Tom I Brady did. did yeah, and nobody even trust me, we're not putting you anymore. in the same category as Tom Brady when it comes to steak cookoffs. No, I would, you are not, would not you are not the goat as Josh Whitaker. I was my, I, I told the story earlier about how I'm currently not making good steak, so <laughs> I would not put myself there. So it's not Josh, it's his equipment. There we go. What you need to do is just cook on top of your of your chimney. Yeah. Oh, that's not a bad idea, though. Yeah. Stick a grill grate on top of the chimney and let her go to town. We talk about charcoal. We talk about our fuel. So, what do we cook that or use that fuel in? So, what is your? We talked about our Weber's and things like that. Um, our man, Weber's that are on their last leg. I mean, I cook. I have it from from a grilling standpoint. I have a Weber, a PK, and I guess my fire table now too. Yeah. And. Uh, yeah, I can't, I can't say which one's my favorite. They each have their own purpose, and you kind of use them for their own individual yeah. things. So, um, like, if I'm cooking wings or chicken, for the most part, I'm putting it on the Weber with the Vortex. And it's just, it, that, that's just a chicken cooking machine. Yeah. Um, Don't disagree. I mean, it's just the fact that you can put that Vortex right in the middle. And it just gets uh, so stinking hot. start throwing all your wings around it. You're not getting any direct cook or direct heat. Right. But you're making the temperature inside that Weber insanely hot. Right. So That ambient temp is crazy. Oh, and yeah. That bite through skin, it's hard yep. to get on chicken. Yeah. 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 So, like, you're cooking hot, but you're not burning your chicken. Right. And if I'm cooking steaks or something like that, I'm going to my PK. Oh, for sure. Um, 100%. Yeah. We've been cooking our comp chickens on on, on the PKs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, when we, on the IBCA... When we're doing half chickens, yeah, we do that. But on there. But we do the no, we did the KCBS, didn't we? Do I that thought, on the. I thought we put them in in the uh, drums. drums. Did we put it in the drum? We we cooked them in muffin tins in the uh, yeah. muffin tins inside. the I drum. know we did it on the PK. I thought we, we did still it on did the it on the PK. PK. Yep. But uh, oh no, I, I just the I never really did any smoking on my PK. No, I mean I, I whenever I first got started, I smoke on my Weber. Yeah. May do pork butts and things like that and do just fine with it. To me, the PK is just meant for hot and fast. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree. mean, that, even though the talks, I mean, I mean it can. says you can smoke on it, but it still, can, it totally. just. That cast aluminum, it's just, I mean, it's just begging for you to. It has the vents on the top and bottom to allow you to redirect smoke. But yeah. Yeah, I'm with you on that. It just doesn't have a large enough cooking chamber, yeah, in my it's, opinion, it's, it's to, do, to do smokes. Um, 
and the charcoal is so dang close to the grill to cook. Yeah, yeah, and especially yeah. whenever whenever you use the your charcoal baskets. Yeah, they're yeah. they're right there. But I mean, whenever I started using that charcoal basket, the the efficiency of the PK improved drastically. Oh yeah, and so I, mean, I keep on talking about it. Just that fire table you built, that thing is just so much stinking fun to cook on. And so oh yeah, it's that that's become my new favorite. It's almost like you know, which you can never have a favorite kid, but you have the ones that that do things you like better. <laughs> and so yeah, I, I just it's just fun so to cook on that fire kid. No, I don't have a favorite kid. I just had. I mean, when it comes to it depends on it depends grilling. on what they're doing. Yes, yes, yeah. Your favorite outdoor grilling kid is the fire the table. fire table. Yeah, yeah, yep. that's, I get it. I just wish it. I wish it wasn't parked in my backyard forever now. That's well, the only thing. Have to make another one. Maybe so. So, all right, Keith, what is your... Uh, I find myself still cooking on my Weber a lot, only because it's at my house and my PK's up here at the shop. So, I, right now, I'm, it's all I'm cooking on at home. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but, dude, when it comes to a steak or pretty much a steak, um, you can't beat the Weber. I mean the PK. I'm sorry. Yeah, the PK. You cannot beat it. It is. But uh, you have to have you have to have the grill grates to go along with it. Yeah. The grill, not not the, my grates. You're right. The, the grill grates, like the grill anodized grates. aluminum. Yeah. Grates grate, that com. Yeah. They're. I mean, they're just something special. I, I I turn to my friends on those all the time. How's your? How do you get that sear? Just here's the website. This will mm-hmm. change your life. Yep. Yeah. And before I got the fifty fifty for the for the PK or. You know the the plancha for the Weber or on my my fire table. There's lots of times I'd turn those grates over, the grill grates mm-hmm. over, and use that flat surface to do like fish yeah. or or vegetables. They, I mean they're they're versatile. They you know for gosh for a Weber, what's a set of grill grates cost? Hundred bucks. Hundred yeah. bucks. Maybe hundred five. Like I think with shipping out the door, it's one hundred twenty bucks. But it comes with the the comes full with the spatula, the spatula, and the full you know surface yeah. area. You know, I mean that, that's area. like. I would say if you're going to buy any accessories for a, for a Weber, you have to get a Vortex and you have to get grill grates. Well, I agree. Both those things. So, all right, you have your Weber and you love cooking you know, for steaks. Yeah. But, I, dude, I've been using a lot of my own grates lately. Yeah. Too. Um, been using the 50-50 on the PK. Um, been using the solid griddle on the Weber a lot. What are you cooking on that? I do vegetables, uh, smash burgers, throw, throw some bacon down. Yeah. I mean, don't stink up the house. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I love bacon just as much as anybody else, but you know, after you've eaten that BLT, <laughs> you <laughs> might be the next day you're still smelling yeah, the BLT. You might kitchen. be ready to not smell BLT in your house. <laughs> and, I mean, you didn't say anything about the yakitori. Ah, dude, we have been we've been using the fire out of that thing. Um, it's fun. It's just fun. Yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of where, like, with the fire table and things like that. I mean, it, it makes good food. Don't get me wrong, but man, whenever it's fun to cook on something, it just makes it that much. You know, it makes the food taste better. Too. Oh yeah, so. I mean, it's a it's an event when yeah. you're cooking on it. Yep. Um, same thing with the fire table. Even if it's just you doing it, I mean, I've seen plenty of your you're going live on Instagram yeah. or or what have not what have you. So um, throwing out all your South Texas buddies. <laughs> <laughs> clinking the phone with your beer can Dude, it's part of the lifestyle man yeah, yeah. you're drinking the kool-aid it's all good <laughs> it's all good um i would ask josh what his favorite thing to grill on is but his just 
patchwork right now. Yeah, well, no. That's until awesome. until PK sponsors the uh, BS podcast, we welcome with open arms. But um, uh, we, we could do we could do a remote in Little Rock, we, Arkansas. We've not really year. talked about um, Keith's drums enough. No, I mean, we haven't. I mean, that's kind of his staple as far as his equipment goes currently. Yeah, uh, I said Smokezilla is She's easily the coolest I've ever seen, but. Let's <clears throat> uh, a new wear off, dude. You'll be back on the drum. No, but, I, I mean, that's kind of what I mean. Smokezilla is awesome, but at the end of the day, you're still going to have to continue yeah. to feed it, continue to give it more wood. It, it, there's, a, there's, a, there's beauty in that there's because of the in art. That. I mean, and, you know, maintaining the temperatures and mm-hmm. making sure that, you know, everything's going according to plan. We've gotten spoiled with our drums. We have, and so like I, mean, I remember like just the as year, close to an easy bake oven as you can get. The drum is great because you can fill you know the charcoal basket up with a bag of charcoal, light it, and you can set it at three twenty five, and you can walk away from it. And yeah. and know that yeah, walk away. A few hours it. later, it's it's still going to be around three twenty five. If it's not, it's only because you don't have it choked proper you know you need to open it up or close it or whatever it is um just get change the airflow and it'll get back 325 yeah it'll it'll sit there it'll sit on 325 for hours so i really like the drums they're versatile you can do wings you can do chickens you can do brisket rib everything and my friends will call and say how many hours for a brisket and i laugh and i go for you on your device like 12 hours for me five and they just can't believe that and i mean it's all in you know, the temperature you're hooking at that. Yep. Yeah, I'm with you. Well, the only smoker I have is my drum now. Yeah. I miss the stick burner. Me and Keith talked last week about how we miss stick burning. But then, like, I know myself well enough to know that if I got another one, I would be on the drum every other week. Yeah. Just because it's too easy. I, have, to I mean, I have no desire to have a stick burner other than maybe that your trailer one. But that's not for backyard cooking by any means early morning cup of coffee like five six a.m lighting fires is a beautiful thing but it's also gets it, you get burnt out after a while so oh yeah, yeah. i mean like, we're all busy guys light well, the fire throw the stuff in the smoker life the gets in the way so like if you've got that weekend or that day where you can wake up in the morning and you've got nothing to do maybe a few chores around the house or whatever and you want to <laughs> cook all day like Stick burner is the way to go. Yeah. Wholeheartedly. I, I mean, I miss it. But for normal life, your wife tells you at 2 o'clock in the afternoon that she wants to have ribs and she expects them to be done at 6. Yeah. Drum's the way to go. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Let's talk about some other accessories. We talked about how the grill grates and the vortex. Um, what are some other things that are just kind of a must-have that you guys can think of? Thermodin. Wow, that's interesting that you both said that. Because oh, it saves. I, mean, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. But. Uh, it's one of those things where if you're just in a pickle with time or you're trying to serve food to a group of people, or it doesn't matter what it is, being able to run out there and just probe it and come right back inside and go, it's at you know 202, not quite ready yet. Like it's great because I've, I've you know, if I'm cooking on an offsite somewhere, I forget my thermopin and they give me their their normal like turkey thermometer. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work. Yeah. And it changes the environment completely. That, so and it's so fast. Instant read thermometer. Yep. And when we say instant, I mean, it's... It's, not, it's instant. Yeah. It's, one I mean, to two seconds yeah, is going to have it. It's very fast. Yep. So... And accurate. And yeah. they're durable. Yep. Oh, yeah. I've, I've dropped mine on my 700 Weber a few times and it's still, it's still humming. Well, no. I think the best description of the 
of the durability of a thermopen is from Caleb Jordan, <laughs> where it was a couple of years ago. He, whenever he first started the trailer, and he had, he installed the big old hickories in his yeah. in his home kitchen, and they were putting butts or something in, in the old hickory, and somehow or another his thermopen ended up in on one of the trays going into the old hickory, and it went through like a eight hour cook. Came out and still worked. And still worked. That's wow. Yeah. I believe it. Yeah, I really do. That's that's probably the main thing. It's most helpful for things like chicken, steak, fish, things that need that that window of done to overcook is real right. small. But um, it's just a great tool to have. I recommend everyone that's getting into cooking, like, what should I buy? Grates, smokers. I'm like, before you do anything, go get buy that. Go get that, yep. get that thermopen. Even get like the the lollipop ones are good. Like, yeah, those the are, pops. Those are, those are yeah. like... Or the dot bucks. do one things or something. Yeah, yeah. they're like thirty five bucks, so they're not as fancy, but they work. They're instant, so yep. just get something. Yep, for sure. So I mean, definitely an instant read thermometer. But like, if you're serious about it, get a thermopen. Yeah, I mean, it's we also welcome sponsorships from Thermoworks. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Um, and see, I want to at some point in time, I want to add one of their uh, the bellows, their fans oh, that yeah. to to add to the intake of the. Uh, of the drum. I know you can set it and forget it, but to know that I could probably put a fan on that intake yeah. and say, I wanted to run at 295 and it's going to hold it at 295 within one or two degrees. You've talked about variance. that for a while. It's very cool. Yeah. But I just haven't done it yet. So um, other accessories. Um, well, chimney. I mean, well, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. Don't use, don't, do not use a lot of fluid. Get your chimney. And we all and use what, what's the one thing that we all weed use? Burner. We use weed burners. Yep. That's a tip that most people don't realize. What's that thing you have there? It's a weed burner. It's used in your garden to burn weeds. It's available at Lowe's and Home Depot for about fifty bucks. They I think they're less than that. Yeah, I mean the the the, yeah. the torch part is the most expensive thing, and yeah. you just use the your camping yeah butane oh, yeah, bottles, those little the, like the, half gallon bottles. Mm-hmm. Sam sells the six packs for like. 20 bucks. Yeah, don't maybe. you owe me like three? I do owe you three. They're, they're, <laughs> my, they're in my garage. Just checking. How <laughs> dare you? Yeah, I mean, you see, you're supposed to put Actually, like wadded no, up. I never paid for them, so. You're nah, supposed to put like bad. wadded up newspapers in the bottom of it, but. Which I do when I'm in a pinch, but I try it not leaves to. a mess. It it, a mess it's though, a, yeah. That and that ash that's going everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the starter cubes aren't bad. Those yeah, are kind of yeah. handy. Yep. Um, other accessories. Well, I mean, if you have a PK, and this isn't a this is not a shameless plug for for the burn shop, the charcoal baskets for the PK, I think, are a game changer. And game changer. <laughs> that was so unscripted. That was awesome. Um, but the uh, your charcoal management, your airflow management, just it. it yeah, I mean, improves it's, the so device is much. adjustable. So yeah. if you want to just cook on half or. Or, you know, kind of do an indirect cook on your PK. We um, need like a sound effect that's like, shameless plug alert. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can add that. Um, you know what would be really good right now? This segment is brought to you by. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, they're not wrong, by the way. Those charcoal basses are amazing, but um, I'm just making and, and But also, and I think, well, once again, not a shameless plug, but. I, if you start using the performance, the uh, the performance grace, like the fifty fifty, oh yeah, or the griddle plancha, whatever you want to call it, those, I mean, the the stock grates. I mean, if I buy a new grill, I'm throwing the stock grates away. 
Oh, for sure. And and doing I something. I actually use my stock rate. Well, my, or use your drum, stock rate, yeah. Drum, yeah. Or yeah, use, use a stock rate to tie your grill grates to. Yeah, that too. they don't just sit on That's your true. cooker. That's true. Yeah. I, uh, or I, if you have a, a vintage PK that they no longer make the grates for, and you have and no you talk to the burn shop. You talk to the burn shop. They'll make you a burn out great. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, when I got my drum, I didn't have a great with. Well, Keith gave me like the, the great that goes with it, but he was like, just use the one I made you. And I was like, well, I don't want to use that in here. I want to use that. I want to hang it on my wall. And so he's like, just use the one in your, your Weber. And it fits perfectly. Yeah. So, well, and going back to also another thing that needs to go into the, into the drums and not even just your, our drums or the burn shop drums. If you make your own out of a 55 gallon, gallon barrel, you need to get a heat deflector. Oh yeah, that Which matters a whole lot. It 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 makes a big difference on yeah. how those things cook. So I also another shameless plug alert here. Keith makes steak presses. Yeah. Um, this might sound. I know. I know a lot of comp steak cooks don't use these, and I don't. I won't say it's a necessity, but what's nice about it is you can leave it on top of the steak, and you can walk away from it knowing it's getting that that surface area is getting covered under the grill grates. Yeah. Um, I like them. They're a cheap little accessory. They're not terribly expensive. They're cool. If uh, people always comment on mine, what's that thing right there? Oh, it's steak press. And they you know, want to know where I got it. Um, reason I'm thinking, I'm staring at them right now. They're on Keith's shelves here. Those are fun accessories. Um, well, you have, the, you have the meter too, I, don't I, you? Oh, I do have the meter. That's a good one. That's a good tool, actually. Okay, so the meter is a Bluetooth, yeah, Bluetooth wireless, wireless probe. Wireless probe. It's M-E-A-T-R meter, and it programs to your phone. And I, you can literally just – the box has like a, a transmission device in it. You leave it kind of near your smoker. The probe goes in the meat. Your cell phone has to stay within, I think it's like 60 feet. Okay. So if you're inside – watching a game while your, your meat's cooking, it'll buzz you and tell you like, Oh, your, your cooks, your meat's at, you know, 145. Is it one? It'll tell you at different levels where your meat's at. It's really very neat. I was about to say, do you, do you like it? Do you I use it very it. much? I, I don't use it a lot only because I know my smoker really well. If I'm busy multitasking, I'm trying to get like three or four things done at the same time. Then I use it because it'll text me and say, Hey, your, your food's done. Oh, cool. Yeah. Technology. Yep. yep. What about knives? Victoria Knox brisket knife, whatever Eric has on his countertop. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty much I've it. Got, I mean, you, need, you need to have a, a good boning fillet yeah, knife. I mean, that's just a given. Got, that's the one that Eric sells and whatever that brand is on his countertop. I have that. And then yeah. I have Victoria Knox brisket knife and that's pretty yeah. much it. I mean, all my knives a good slice are yeah. Victor Knox. I, they're cheap. They're stainless steel. They're very good. So they sharpen well, really easily. Relatively cheap. Brisket knife is probably forty or fifty dollar brisket knife. Yeah, my machete of a brisket knife was fifty bucks, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, brisket knife, we've I think both of ours are maybe fourteen inch or yours might even be a inch longer. Mine's the you might even have a fifteen inch. I'm not we're no yeah. Keep it keep it PG guys. Keep it PG right now. (laughs) We're still children at the end of the day. I mean you are six foot six, so Six foot three or whatever, but uh, no, uh, mine three inches make a big difference. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> so she said, "Yep." Uh, <laughs> anyhow, a good brisket knife. Sorry, guys. Uh, a good kind of all-purpose, um, you know, maybe about seven-inch knife to 
do random stuff with. <laughs> to do random stuff with. <laughs> cut things. To cut things with. Cut things with. Random stuff and then with. just a boning knife. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say boning knife and then definitely a carving knife of some sort. And just, Maybe that's what it's called. Yeah, just largely because a, a boning knife helps you trim the meat with more, um, what's the word for, precision. Accuracy. Accuracy, precision. And then a carving knife helps you serve the food with more precision. But, yeah. You know, we're talking about meat and stuff like that. You got to have a good chef knife, all around oh, yeah, good knife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that's what the, the knife that, I was looking yeah. for. Yeah, Perfect. and they've all got to be sharp as. Yep. I, I recommend electric sharpeners. Doesn't matter what brand per se. Just get a good electric sharpener. Yep. Whatever you're doing with your, the one that comes in your normal. What's knife that thing set, called? I don't know what that's called. Which one? The the, the stick, stick. Yeah. the honing. Stick. Oh, yeah. You're not doing it correctly. Yeah. And so just buy electric. Yeah. Sharpener. Chances are you're not doing it correctly. It I looks mean, cool. You, well, people think you know where you're going. Well, my father-in-law can legit sharpen a knife using one of those. And I, every time I do it, he like walks across the room and corrects me and goes like, you're not doing it right. And tries to show me how to do it. And I can't do it properly. And he'll get a knife to be extremely said. sharp to the touch. So I just broke down and bought a $30 electric sharpener off Amazon. So, all right. The last thing I have on here though, on things that, that kind of must haves, we're going to go in the rub seasonings and sauces. Okay. We if you if, plug all kinds of oh stuff yeah there if you if you can only have three rubs in your pantry what are they going to be ooh go first me I want to go first um I really like Malcolm Reed's Killer Hogs AP it's a good one I like his AP okay um more than and, Elk Creek yeah okay really yeah more than oh, Lady Luck. Lady Lux, that's that's gonna be for steaks. I'm talking about I'm, AP. I'm more than Mama's All Purpose. I have not had that one yet. Okay, it yeah. is sitting behind you. Yeah, eleven dollars a jar. <laughs> um, Did you bring your wallet. Nah, yes, I brought my wallet. Um, then oh. the, the Holy Gospel. Yeah, from Meat one. Church. That's a big one. Yeah, and uh, Holy Voodoo from Meat Church. Oh man, you are on that Meat Church wagon. I am. I am I too, am. though. Me and David talk about this all the time. Tend to stick with it. Three rubs. Um, man, I'm probably going to go with the Be Extreme Steak Dust. Never used it. It's, I mean, it's good. Yeah. Steaks. I mean, you can put it on just about anything, but I've, I've been using it on steaks a lot lately. Okay. Um, I like it a lot. I'm probably going to go with, um, I'm going to go with Lady Luck. Um, because I use it like an AP. Yeah. I mean, I, I do. It's a, I guess I haven't thought about that one as being an AP because it's so fine. Yes. You know, it is. Whenever it I think is. AP, On purpose. I'm one kind of the texture. A, more, a little more grit. Yeah. yeah. And see, I, um, ha, uh, Killer Hogs, he has a, a, a steak rub yep. that it's real coarse. It's like an AP, but it's very, very coarse. And I like using that for seasoning, like in sauteed vegetables and stuff yeah. like that. So. Number three. Um, mm, I'm trying to think of something. You don't have to be different. You can agree. Know, you can I'm, tell me that I'm right, that I, I have good taste in seasoning. Honestly, I probably would go with Holy Voodoo as my number three. It's because, just a good, I mean, I'm it's a good savory on, all around. Yeah. It goes good on fish. It goes, I mean, ribs. Just, yeah. I mean, it's, good. it's got good color. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, Holy Voodoo is probably my number three. Okay. Josh. Elk Creek AP still is a staple in my household. It's a good one. We put it on mm -hmm. pretty much everything. 
I um, use it a lot. I, I can't even, even when I purposely go to cook without it, I end up going like this needs AP. <laughs> and so, uh, I go with Elk Creek AP specifically yeah. Yeah, the black label. Um, Holy cow. Meat church. Um, it's been my favorite since day one. It's the one that my kids like. It's the one that my wife likes. It's the one that I can just use on almost any product I cook yeah. and no one complains. And it's a little coarser. It's a it's little got coarser. A lot of black pepper. Yeah, it's more it's, pep- it's very it's the peppery. Yeah. And so it tends to be a fan favorite with brisket, yep. which is what I make yeah. probably the most. Um, if I have company over, they want to try my quote unquote competition meat. I usually make tri-tip with AP and Elk Creek and I, Elk Creek AP and Meat Church. Holy cow. And that tends to be a, a crowd. Yeah. yeah. Um, those are my two like staples. My third one. I don't know that I have a third one. I really lean on really hardly. I used a lot of, uh, Texas oil dust the last six months. Hmm. Aaron Leslie's oil dust was really good. I like yeah. that a lot on steak. Um, it's just got a, it's very sweet. It's got a good coarse, you know, texture to it. It's a little peppery. Um, voodoo, I mean, voodoo is fantastic. Yep. I mean, voodoo is hard to serve in my household because it's a little spicy, but yeah. that's what I love about it. Yep. <clears throat> um, on sauces, I just, when it goes to barbecue sauce, I'm just a basic kind of guy. I, I mean, I'm going to do head country. I like the country. Head country's good. Yeah. Hey, Nothing special. I mean. Go to Walmart and buy the big case of head country just for your everyday average barbecue sauce. Yeah. See, we just don't, in our house, there's so many, most barbecue sauces are too sweet now. Yeah. And we just don't like sweet. Like a sweet baby raise. Yeah. It's just, just too, much. too Too sweet. And so it's kind of hard now. Texas, we don't yeah. really like sauce. It's, it's hard to find just a good tangy yeah. barbecue sauce. Yeah. And so. Um, what I, I need to do is just you, sit down and start making my own. Trying Riles, to his vinegar one. Yep, it, dude. It's yeah, it's pretty spot on. I mean, it's pretty spot on. I get to where if we're gonna talk about sauces, I will make a chimichurri and put on just about everything oh, yeah, now. Right. I just, chimichurri is my one of our favorite. Yeah, products. I think I can make put that, that in on. Ombre. Yeah, I can put that Spoiled on anything, I mean, man. You no, know, if you go to South America, I mean, that's that's one of the things they're going to serve a steak, and that's ultimately why I fell in love with chimichurri, was just being married to a Latin woman. Chimichurri is something that they serve along with their steaks there, and it's I love chimichurri. See, i got to figure out how to make y'all's ahi. That, that's the other oh, thing, too. Yeah, easy. I just got to get the recipe and start working on that. Green too. onion, bell pepper, vinegar, blender. That's it. It's got to have some jalapeno. I'll, I'll, no, I, no, I know. No, I'm saying to. it doesn't have to. I would probably end up at Texas. Texas. Yeah, yeah, I would. I would. Texas ahi. That'd be great. Yeah. For yeah. those that are wondering, ahi is a uh, salsa basically made in Colombia to serve with like empanadas and some other dishes. It's it's basically just vinegar, green onion, and bell pepper. And it's pretty straightforward. It's and it's, it's it's cilantro. The most important part of the ingredient is cilantro. It makes your kitchen smell amazing. Yeah. If you make it, your house will smell good for days. Not like the bacon. That key Not like the bacon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit more of a cleaner scent. More of a cleaner scent, yeah. So, what's your go-tos? So, I do the... We don't do a lot of sauce, though. <laughs> I mean, we don't do a lot yeah, of sauce I'm, at our house. I mean... Like we do sauce when we do wings, but, right? I mean, it's going to be like a experiment. buffalo or Asian or like, something like that. We experiment a lot yeah. when it comes to wings. Like we're always trying to find like that perfect wing sauce, and you know, I mean, there's plenty out there that are good. Right? Um, barbecue sauce, like we've got head country in the fridge. I'm not yeah. going to lie. 
Um, but we just don't eat a lot of barbecue yeah. sauce at our house. So no, we don't either. Uh, that's a tough one. Um, ahi. We eat a lot of ahi. Yvonne makes a good, just fresh salsa. Yeah. That, um, that we tear. I, mean, I guess really she makes it. Thinking about it a little bit. Very rarely do we do, like if I'm cooking like ribs or something like that, it's not very rarely is it just straight barbecue sauce. Yeah. It's going to have all kinds of other stuff in oh, it too. Oh, yeah. So. I mean, I call your seasoning yeah. and so, whatnot. So you can by almost the time think, you get there, it's, it's still, it's, it not, it's not the barbecue. It. Yeah, exactly. What about you, Josh? That's tough. In head country, it's in our fridge. You know, that's because you can buy the big vat of it at Walmart and it's as good. It's not as good as comp grade, but I mean, like, if you're just trying to keep there's sauce plenty in of guys that really use good. it in comp. Yeah, head country is just a really good go-to standard bottle of barbecue sauce. I'll tell you what, their apple habanero. Yeah, that's good. Ooh, that it's a little too, it, my kids, it's a little too spicy for them, but yeah, I do like that one. White bread. <laughs> White bread kids. Um, I like blue sauce. Big fan of blue sauce. Yeah, that's way Ooh, too uh, sweet for me. Uh, vodka sauce. Oh, yeah. Eric's yeah, It goes back to the beach. Eric's vodka sauce. We actually... Dude, we Keith, used that for a long time. Me and Keith used to mix that with blue sauce, and it was very good. So I would say if I'm going sauces, Eric's vodka sauce, blues hog, and then probably and then a side of insulin because you got the diabetes afterwards. Diabetes. No, I got the diabetes. diabetes. Sugar but, uh, <laughs> No, there's a. I'm going to butcher the name of this, but Ogato. It's a sauce. It's another Colombian, like you know, kind of like sauce type thing. It's, it's mixes with a mixture of different uh, vegetables. It's very good. You put on top of like like plantains and. I always thought it was called Ogao. Ogao. Oh yeah. Ogao. Ogao. You're right. Yeah. Ogao. Yeah. Ogao. Anyhow, it's I good. I, I can't say it, but you know, with Keith, it's, it's a hard word to say. Ogao, it's very, very good. I'm surprised Keith was closer to saying it than you. He was. Usually yeah. he's the one who butchers the... <laughs> I'm the one that speaks a decent amount of Spanish, and I yes. got that word wrong. But um, Ogao is really good. Um, chimichurri is really good. Um, and then barbecue sauces, I really go with just probably those three. I haven't had Eric Vodka sauce in a while now. I don't, honestly, I don't know if he... He still does. You know, yeah, I saw it the other day. Yeah. yeah cool. Because I thought about grabbing it because I knew you guys used it so much. Right next to the pickled quail eggs. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's another one because I think I sent you guys a picture. It's a... Uh, Bachans. I, I don't know. Let me, let me make sure I'm right. Yes. Well, B-A-C-H-A-N. Bachans. Bachans. It's... Japanese barbecue sauce. It's a lot like hoisin Ooh. sauce. Oh, that we've been using with the... Yes. Eric has that now oh. at his shop. And uh, it is so good. Yes. Huh. I, I, yeah. Stop in and get it. Hoisin it's, sauce is delicious. Second podcast where I've talked about it for hoisin sauce. I mean, and if you're going to get something like Asian, you know, base, like yeah. it's going to be really good. Yep. Got... What is that? That... What that, that Chicago up? sauce that you have on the Dude. shelf over there. So that's like the it's like everything in one bottle. <laughs> so my aunt bought me these gourmet hot dogs um, and gave them to me. I think around Thanksgiving, and I threw them in the fridge up here at the burn shop and kind of forgot about them honestly. And um, we're over here one evening and everybody's kind of hungry, so. I went and grabbed all those suckers out of the freezer. I think I had maybe eight. I don't know. Not very many. And I had a bottle of this Chicago sauce. And uh, we cooked them up and everybody, like pretty much around the table, was saying, that's like the best hot dog I've ever had. Not to mention we cooked them on the hot dog roller. So 
Um, there's something about that hot dog roller. She's Great still, investment. He's still justifying Great hot dogs. investment. <laughs> hot dog roller. Anyhow, so we love these hot dogs at the burn so shop. Much. If, the, if something happens to burn shop, he's, he'll just become a hot dog. He's going to be like, I could be a hot dog vendor. The burn shop goes back. He's like, what about the hot dog machine? How can we use this? Yeah. Going up and down, up and down. Downtown Moose Falls. Scott selling Street hot selling hot dogs. So, yeah. So these hot dogs were so good that I looked up the company, small company in Chicago, um, big Fort brands. Again, not a plug, but. They make excellent hot dogs and they've got all these different flavors of hot dogs. So I ordered like 10 pounds of just sample hot dogs, basically a four pack of every single flavor they sold. And it was 10 pounds worth of hot dogs. And then I got 10 more pounds of their apple hickory, which was the original one that kind of got me hooked. So I got 20 pounds of weenies in your freezer of weenies. Sound like Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. <laughs> so every once in a while, you know, we're up here and we decide we want something I'm besides not a sandwich or whatever. We'll cook hot dogs. That was a good joke. Yeah. In fact, we had hot dogs today. Aged cheddar was the flavor today and they were excellent. That sounds good. That sounds good. So to go with these hot dogs is their Chicago sauce. They make a sauce that goes with what, their it, hot dogs. It looks like it's like ketchup and mustard and it's relish ketchup, and mustard relish is like big mac pickles, sauce onions i mean it's like everything that you would ever put on a hot dog inside one bottle huh. so cool. you don't have to get out mustard and relish you just get out your bottle of chicago sauce and i like it's it. everything that in a jar. Good to me. yeah it's really really good it's got like that tangy flavor ketchup and, and mayo together is delicious yeah it's called pink sauce yeah i know <laughs> the next part next segment is usually talking about what are we what are we cooking next upcoming and cooks upcoming cooks and you know this weekend this sunday is the big game we can say it uh, yeah we're, we're not big yeah no, nobody's not. Super the super bowl. bowl is this sunday i watched a video uh one of malcolm reed's videos this earlier was today. he saying the big game yeah he's like the big oh, game gosh. and all that kind of stuff. well also he's like one point malcolm one point two much bigger than yeah he has 1.2 <laughs> million followers on yeah. youtube so he might get, get the nfl views on this podcast i'll be like 11 <laughs> people listen to it we're doing better than that i know um are we going to fire up the, the the hot dog machine for super bowl uh... I don't know if the hot dog machine's going to make an appearance that night. You don't think so? I mean, it could. Yeah, you never some, know. Might be some kids around. It's versatile. Keith's bring it out and cook on it if he wants to. Yeah. I mean, you, the nice thing about that is you can cook inside. Yeah. Inside, outside, on just on the fly if you want to. Yeah. Just wherever if an extension cord will reach. you feel like you need to make hot dogs, you're like, I got a hot dog machine. Just, all you got to have <laughs> is an extension cord. <laughs> Sucker plugs into the wall and you're good to go. So, <laughs> so what else are we going to cook? We're gonna do fried ribs. Deep I don't fried know. Ribs. I don't know if they're gonna be any good. No idea. Bring it. Are on we Sunday. going? Are we going to smoke the ribs first, yes. then deep fry them? Yes. No yes. sauce. Just like just a basic. Just keep it a dry smoke. Yeah, right? I'm thinking like when we go to wrap, maybe we wrap. I don't know half the time that we would normally okay. wrap. Because they need to have some. They they still need to be flavorful. They, yeah, but they they need to have. They don't need to be too tender. They don't. They need Correct, to be correct because we are going to be finishing them right in a fryer. Right. So we got to come up with some type of batter and dredge and all that stuff. I, 
I, I mean, are you one like chicken fry Friday? Is that kind of the idea you have? I mean, or are you I, talk about go straight? Maybe we do both. Okay. Okay. But yeah, I'm thinking maybe I think seeing a rib that's covered like a chicken fried steak. I mean, or like a piece of fried chicken. Like, I'm not lie. That doesn't sound super good. I'm, I'm intrigued. Well, I, I'm intrigued. Well, I think, and I know uh, McKinney's Barbecue, he'll do deep fried. He yeah. does chicken fried ribs every once in a while. Does he? Yeah. Huh. Have you ever had one? No, I've not. Okay. So it's going to be a first time for all yeah, of us. Yeah, first. Very intrigued. Yep. I want to do pick shots. Okay. If we're going to have the drum out, yeah. fired up, might as well do some pick shots. Yeah. Pick shots are, you take smoked sausage, slice, slice smoked sausage, make a little cup with bacon, and then fill that with uh, cream cheese, jalapeno cream cheese, seasoning. I'm not going to do it this weekend, but a couple of weeks ago, I did bacon wrapped pickle spears. How was that? Underwhelming. Uh, underwhelming. Yeah. yeah. Bacon wrapped anything's almost always underwhelming. I disagree. No. I mean, bacon wrapped asparagus. Well, I'd, I'd bacon, much rather eat asparagus. Bacon wrapped asparagus, asparagus bacon. bacon wrapped jalapenos. Mm-hmm. There are there are some staples in that like food group that are great, but like the the the, the trend to bacon wrap everything is just not overall. Great. Yeah, there's a guy that I follow on Instagram. Yeah. I think you cut a great out for him. He's up in Philadelphia. Um, because I've seen he cooks on a on a Weber, and that grate looks a lot like one you make. Um, but he's kind of doing a thing now where it's like trying bacon wrapped everything, bacon wrapped Twinkies, bacon yeah, wrapped uh, yeah, Krispy no, Kremes. We stuff one time like that. in college made uh, not in college. I was a grown man. We were in my old house on Hugh Street, and we decided to make that that turtle out of hamburger wrapped in bacon. <laughs> And it was the most unedible thing I've ever had in my life. <laughs> it just tasted like pure sodium. Yeah. But we got to do a few other things. Got to figure out a few other things. We can't just have ribs Smoke, and... Smoked queso or something. Just something mm-hmm. easy. What about uh, uh, pork and bean cake off? Ooh. I need to... Well... Uh, We're having a pork and bean cake off. Okay. The uh, More than one person. Have you talked... You, you say, is, is Tegan coming? Uh, I don't know if it's Tegan. But, but somebody else... That I'm not sure of who it's going to be, only because I really don't know who it's going to be, is going to bring a pork and bean cake. Okay. And they're going to compete against Haley, my daughter. She's going to make one too? Haley is making a pork. She's not excited about it because the idea of pork and beans kind of turns her off, <laughs> as it should most people. I like but pork and beans. I do too. Well, I mean, okay. I'm a simple guy. The, uh, the, the story behind that, um, you know, I recently lost my mom. And she was a, uh, she, she had a thing. She really enjoyed recipes with unusual ingredients. And one of the things that, uh, she made one time and tricked me into eating it was a pork and bean cake. And, uh, one of the things she, she always tell you to try something, but you, you, you just knew not to ask what was in it <laughs> until afterwards. <laughs> and what did uh, I just eat. Yeah. But this pork and bean cake, my wife and I both had. It's like, mom, this is good. I mean, it really—it was like a butterscotch cake. Oh yeah. yeah. And see, I always kind of—I mean, like in my head, it's like some kind of spice cake. It—it it, it kind of yes, but not like a. It, it's it's just different. It's hard to explain, but I mean, it it's got really a whole is. Can of pork and it beans does. In it. it does. And so I know I, I I was talking to Tegan about that, and so I'm not sure which recipe she got. You know, my mom published a cookbook, and I was looking in that, and um, that that recipe is not in the cookbook. That's and, I'm that's 
And so that intrigues me even more. Yeah. And so like maybe it wasn't because maybe it wasn't worthy enough to be in the cookbook. No, I think it, I think it, bean cakes I suck. Thought, no, I don't know. It, it, it was, I think she did it after the, the cookbook was published. Gotcha. And so uh, my sister's going through some of her recipes, my mom's recipes and trying to find this. The pork because, is the, the mystifying. Right. Because I did look online and saw a couple of recipes and a lot of the ones I saw had raisins in it. This did not have raisins in it. I don't remember seeing the, the, the first one I looked up. I looked one up on or two or three up the other day on the interwebs. Yeah. And the one that I was thinking that Haley, that I was going to try and get Haley to cook. I didn't see raisins in okay. it. So. And this was more of a, I think it was a sheet cake. I mean, it's been several years. See, the one I saw it was, was a like, cake. A, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. That, one of those upside down cakes or yeah, whatever. Yeah. So, but yeah, that'd but be I cool. did not see raisins. I'm yeah. intrigued. And then it had like a frosting over the top yeah. or some kind of like drizzle or yep. something or another. Yep. So that'd be cool. That'd be cool. That's nice. I appreciate y'all doing that. Well, That's you're going to cool. be the... Uh, I'll be the judge. The, we were the, the pork so. and bean cake judge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, I need to take that. I got a cookbook to give to Tegan. And I was just flipping through it the other day and just reminiscing and things like that. The rest of... There are some absolute crazy recipes in there. <laughs> Can you tell us a couple? Uh, sauerkraut cake. I'm intrigued about um, that. I actually think I've heard of that before. I love uh, um, there's pork and bean bread. There, there was a pork and bean recipe in there. Um, uh, gosh, what was another one? There's uh, uh, I mean, this this one is an unusual vinegar pie. Huh. I've never heard of that. Never heard, yeah, uh, it's a lot like a. It, it turns out like a custard pie. Right. Um, really? But yeah, she had a home ec teacher back in high school that that she had this fascination with recipes with unusual ingredients and it just started a fascination with her and she would collect them. And yeah, it's pretty cool. So that, yeah. yeah. Fried ribs and pork and bean cake. (laughs) What a Super Bowl! (laughs) I mean, I'm super glad that we're kind of venturing outside our, Comfort zone, well, so to speak, yeah. with everything. Yep. I mean, because uh, after a while, you can do brisket and ribs. Oh and yeah. After a while, it just that gets and old even, and even, boring. Even like poppers or or wings or um, fatty balls or pig shots or things like that. Or you know, for for us, I mean, like they're just you kind of just because we're the meal. Well, yeah. we, we go on autopilot because we're busy and that's like I want to cook something I'm going to make the thing I'm good at uh, for sure yeah. 100% yeah. so I mean it's going to be interesting to you know actually kind of have to pay attention and um, you know figure out like know what the heck we're doing yeah Saturday so, night tips. my my niece is coming uh, to have dinner with us on Saturday night and uh, she wants us to cook uh, shrimp and fish tacos. That sounds good. And but yeah. I want to. I'm going to do just get. Usually, whenever I do that, I just get like a big fillet, a cod fillet, mm-hmm. and cook that on the grill for the fish tacos. And I think I'm going to do that, so I have that ready to go. But I think I'm going to get a whole red snapper and do one of those. And Are I'm you f- cooking on like the fire table? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. So that's a fire table thing. Right yeah, there. I just yeah. just want to. But I've always wanted Are you to do hang it. it. No, I'm not going to hang it. I'm going to do hang it. it by the tail. <laughs> or like no, run a run no i'm gonna i'm gonna gills. do it on the uh your Plancha. your adjustable oh yeah on top the, and bottom the oh oh well, the great the great the great yeah, yeah, yeah your yeah, adjustable yeah we need to come up with a name for that adjustable great okay yeah. i don't know <laughs> but uh yeah i'm gonna do i just 
I'm going to do that. Do it. I've never cooked a whole fish before. Eyeballs and everything. Who you guys got winning on Sunday? Oh, Red Raiders, baby. They're not, not playing. playing oh, but Patrick Mahomes, the greatest Red, Ra- Red Raider to ever live, will be playing. Yeah. And See, he's going to win. Did he win the Heisman that year? Uh, no, he didn't. Who did? I don't know. But who I hasn't? He did. Who hasn't won a Super Bowl? I do think you. Well, who, 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 who was the last OU quarterback to win a Super Bowl? Baker Mayfield. Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Oh, Super Bowl. Yeah, Sorry, who, I thought you said Heisman. No, I thought we were talking about. College. Oh no 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 no. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you were talking about college. Well, yeah, but but the last OU quarterback to win a, a Super Bowl hadn't happened. Yeah, and who's about to win a second one? Not sure. Writer? Gronkowski? I think he's won more than two. I'm not sure. <laughs> Patrick Mahomey. Patrick Mahomey. All I'll say is there's two stats that I like. I guess I'll on. root for the cheater. Only to root against. Against Patrick Mahomes? I, against against honestly, the Red Raider? I have nothing against Patrick Mahomes. I like Mahomes. Pat Mahomes. In fact, I, if I were to gun to my head with team like better, it's the Chiefs. But as far as picking the winner. Uh, you can't count Tom Brady two, two stats to keep in mind. The best defense going into Super Bowl is 44 and 10. The Chiefs are 15. The Bucks are number seven. And then Tom Brady has won six Super Bowls in the last 20 years. Yeah. So it's going to be tough. I have a hard time picking. I mean, the spread's three and a half points. Yeah. I'm staying away from that. Yeah. But I mean, oh, the, I don't gamble. The, the, no, I don't either. I'm saying pick, as far as picking winners, like, couldn't tell you. All right. So let's wrap it all up. Um, Keith, where can they find you, buddy? Boom. Um, you can find me at 815 Ohio in downtown Wichita Falls, Texas. Uh, if you're not local to Wichita Falls, uh, you can check us out. Our uh, website is www.theburnshopwf.com. Find us on Facebook, The Burn Shop WF. Find us on Instagram, the underscore burn underscore shop. Or, you know, hit me up on my cell. Like, I'm always looking to talk to new people I, mean, I don't i don't get enough of those not, every day not wrong keith will be you'll be hanging on keith's garage and have a 45 minute conversation who's that i don't know some customer. <laughs> yeah. it happens all the time absolutely so yeah all right josh uh www.geocities.com Geocities. <laughs> what's, your, what's your myspace to page who's, who's in your top nine the top nine you guys are <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm a, I'm a nobody. Keith, burnshopwf.com is the reason we're here. So yep. let's, let's that's true. That. That's true. Very true. All right, guys. Um, nothing else. Let's go ahead and wrap it up. Boom. Later, guys. Later. Later.